HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. For more information, visit meusa.com. Meat and 3 is Heritage Radio Network's weekly food news roundup. This week on Meat and 3, we're bringing you highlights from Feast Portland, like our chat with the one and only Andrew Zimmern. I'm super excited to be here because for people who do what I do for a living, we do tons of you know, desk side chats and podcasts and interviews and stuff like that. And you circle the handful of ones in a year where you get to talk with people that you're really excited about talking with. So this is this is awesome. We picked up on some recurring themes while talking to our impressive roster of guests, including the current state of Portland's food scene, personal identity, and believe it or not, the influence of great chefs' grandmothers. Mima never touched a drop of booze in her life and now has a distillery named after her. But I grew up in her garden and just really, she taught me all good things come from scratch and women can be anyone they want to be. So tune in for this week's extra special episode. Subscribe to Meet in 3 wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and I love to talk with people about what they do and how it influences their personal food stories. This is a show about people, life, and food. If you're just tuning in for the first time, all of my previous episodes are available at the archives at heritageradionetwork.org. I'm thankful for listeners like you, and I'd love it if you'd leave me a review wherever you find this podcast. Today's episode number 121 of Feast Your Ears. It is a beautiful fall day here in New York City, just turning towards fall. I feel like people are wearing their sweaters and long clothes, and I didn't think about shorts this morning when I got up. Today's theme, food is always political. As most people who are listening to this podcast would agree, food is political. This means many things, but there's no food that isn't linked to politics in some way. Are the people making it or growing it or picking it being exploited? Did the food cross borders and get relabeled organic on the way? How much food got thrown out to make one perfect dish? These are just a few of the things that I sometimes think about when I'm choosing a food, a purveyor, or a restaurant. We shouldn't lose the good in search of the perfect, however, but much like yoga practice will never be perfect, that doesn't mean we should stop trying. But it's not all bad, right? I'm a member of a CSA, and that represents a direct support of a food economy that I know is fair and open and delicious and respects the land, the people, and the animals, and I'm lucky to be in a position to vote that way with my dollars. 
We all have to choose where to spend our time, energy, and money, and that sometimes makes it hard to be a part of the causes and ideals we wish we could uphold. My, my guest today has created a platform so that we can eat lunch, which most of us are privileged enough to do every day, and support progressive women political candidates at the same time. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and there shouldn't be, and I think that's part of the idea behind Fund Her. Marta Kirsten Walliver started Fund Her, uh, which is part of Downtown Women for Change, last year. She's also the creator of Fork Monkey. Thanks, Marta, for joining me today on the show. Thank you so much for having me. So before we get into like the heavy political discussion, which I feel like <laughs> you know many of us, uh, and probably on both sides, the right and the left, are probably a little bit tired of it, although I feel like for some reason the right seems to never tire of never it. Never get tired. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> um, before we get to that... Uh, which we will spend a great deal of the show talking about. I just want a, a, an introduction from you um, about like who you are and what you do. So if you meet somebody yeah. on you know and they say, "Hey, what do you do?" Well, um, how do you answer? Well, I say that I am uh, a web entrepreneur because um, that's the kind of the quickest, easiest thing. Sure. Um, and then I talk a little bit about Fork Monkey. Yep. Um, and so Fork Monkey is a platform for people. It's a, a membership service for people who are interested in. Uh, uncommon dining experiences. So um, that started out meaning uh, supper clubs or sure. you know pop up dinners, things that people were maybe hosting in their home or in a non traditional space, um, or even in a traditional restaurant space, but on its closed night or something like that. Um, but it, then it kind of grew and expanded to mean um, things like food tours or you know cooking classes or really just anything that people were offering. Um, that was centered around food that was really excellent. Um, so the, the genesis of the, of the idea was that we would go and we would test everything out and we re would review it um, mm. before, you know, recommending it to people. So right. instead of being, you know, just sort of a generalized ticketing platform um, where you can go and, you know, and maybe you'll find something you like and maybe you won't. Um, because I had gone to, you know, quite a number of things and some, some of them were just amazing and some of them were <laughs> not as amazing. And I, I, you know, and it was hard to tell the difference sometimes on sure. paper. I mean, especially some, when something like that, like supper clubs were exploding. Right. Right. Yes. At a certain yes. point, if there's so many people jumping on the bandwagon, mm -hmm. it, it becomes very easy to have a like blow you away experience yeah. followed by a like, well, I could have gone to a restaurant instead. Yep. Totally. And it's hard, I think too, because, um, you know, we don't, we don't publish negative reviews on the site. So, um, you know, if I go to something and don't think it's up to snuff, I just, I just don't recommend it it to right. people. Um, but I think that it's tricky to have, you know, sort of an honest, open, like reviewing concept with something like this, because these people are usually doing it very much for the love of whatever it is that they're, you know, producing, um, not for profit. They're not like, you know, some distant, removed, like nameless, faceless super chef, <laughs> right. like off somewhere. And so, you know, to have somebody write an honest review and be like, it wasn't that good is really hard. I mean, people sure. don't want to do that yeah. fair and fair, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but or then, people may want to do that because they can hide behind the anonymity of the internet, yeah, or that, right? which, is, yeah. which, which engenders, I feel like, much harsher criticism in many cases <laughs> For than sure. is deserved, right? Yes, definitely. So, I mean, I, I thought that this was kind of, you know, taking the sort of the more like the restaurant review tack of, and, and being, you know, open about, um, you know, whether I'm going to review it or not, um, would be a good way to, to guide people in the direction of like, what is the truly awesome stuff? Yeah. So how many members are there? On Fork Monkey. Um, well, we've been trying to like scale back a little bit because at first I was like, "Oh, I'm going to just do it like across the United States," and you know, so we do have members in um, Chicago and LA as well as New York, um, and we have a couple members in Toronto. 
Um, but yeah, it's uh, um, it's it's about a thousand people at okay. this point um, who are and but I'm but I'm I'm trying to sort of get back in and really just focus on New York because um, I had a business partner in the beginning and then he stepped away. And so now it's just me and I just had a child. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, I need to try to condense the, yeah, what I'm doing here. So yeah. totally. Yeah. So your, uh, your daughter, Sabrina, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Uh, was born in June. Yeah. How's that? How, how's that going for you as someone who's interested in food? Do you get to go out to yeah. many food events with her? Yeah, you can still do it when they're really when they're just yes. born. They can't move. They yes. can't talk. I mean, they can cry, of course, but you know, it's pretty like they're really they really just sit there at that point. Yes, I miss those. Days. Yeah, my yeah. four my four and a half year old will sit still for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, so. that's not long enough for a meal. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, right now it's, it's been pretty, pretty easy still. And I think, and we still, you know, and she's, she seems to love noisy restaurants and bars. So that's Good. great. Yeah. Get her started early. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So for, for the moment, it's been a, a, a gentle transition. Nice. That's great. Um, you grew up in Chicago. Yes. Uh, you know, we have a, we're sitting here in Roberta's pizza. Chicago also has its own form of pizza. That's true. As someone who now lives in New York, which one do you like better? No, that's not a fair question. That is not a fair question. They're not the same food. That is a great answer. <laughs> I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I've had this, I've had this similar argument with people that I know from other places. And, yeah, and I I agree with you. It's you're not comparing the same. Thing. No, it's like comparing like a Mexican tortilla to a tortilla española, and you're like, sure. those aren't. That's not. You're not eating the same thing. Right. It's, or or it's like comparing an espresso to. Uh, instant coffee. Yes. They're both coffee. Yes, that's right? true. Right. Although but they're very different. Yes. I would say one is typically notably better than the other. But. Sure, but that's not, we're not, we're not, we're that's not, true. That's true. Everyone there. has their, yeah, their little things. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I asked you before the show, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be? And your initial answer was Hillary Clinton. Yes. But you said you thought you'd cry too much. I think I would, yes. But I feel like I feel like you'd get past that pretty quick. I, I probably, yes. I, but I, you know, I feel like she. I think a lot of people have cried to Hillary Clinton in the past sure, like two years, probably. And I think you know she she could probably use a break from that. So, and I don't <laughs> trust that I would I wouldn't be able to you know I'd be able to handle myself in a better way. So, <laughs> um, do you discuss politics all the time at this point? Do you feel like? Um. I discuss it a lot. Yeah. I don't shy away from discussing it, sure. which I think, you know, people, whether it's fatigue or a fear of confrontation or something else, um, you know, makes people be like, oh, I don't want to touch that, you know. And um, But I, I really feel like, oh, gosh, like we need to like yeah. uh, otherwise, you know, we wind up just where I think we are right now, like super fractured. And, um, and this, with this idea of like, you can't have a civil conversation with somebody who doesn't agree with you because it gets personal so quickly. Uh, that really feels like a big change from the way things used to be whenever that was. Um, Yeah. I found myself thinking this morning in listening to a radio piece about whether or not the house is going to flip and thinking about all of the rhetoric that comes from a certain part of the right about, you know, originalist and like what the intentions were of the founding fathers. At the same time, my nine-year-old is obsessed with revolutionary history. So like we're reading, you know, we listen to Hamilton all the time and she's reading about Benedict Arnold and she's reading about George Washington and John Adams and Abigail Adams and all these people. And I'm thinking to myself, 
it's a weird disconnect because I highly doubt, at least not in the way that these people are being portrayed now, that they intended to create a system where we would it would be so divisive. Right. Where right. where the discourse would not be about let's come to some kind of compromise, but about okay, well we're going to wait 4 years and then we're going to turn this around against right. you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean I I would gosh, I just I think it's so I mean I think ideologues in general in politics are so problematic and I uh, because of that very reason where it's like the whole the whole system only works if there's compromise. Yep. And it it I would I mean, who knows? You know, this is hundreds of years ago. Who knows what they were thinking? Right. But it's just very hard for me to believe that, you know, people who put together a document as enduring as the, you know, the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, that they would have had no, that they would have just been like, nope, it's our way or the highway. That's always just going to be how it is. Right. No. <laughs> you just, I just don't think that's true. And the musical 1776 does not think that's true. I feel like that's uh, true. I mean, an, an unfortunate, as I understand it, when it was first premiered, quite a failure of a musical. Was it? I believe that it was. Oh, I love it. I believe that it did not do well in I its saw, original iteration. I saw a revival. I might be wrong about that. I saw a revival of it uh, at Lincoln Center when I was like 14, I think, and came to New York with my parents. And I, I, I was very moved. Um, do you still have family in Chicago? Yes. Yeah, my parents live there. A um, couple of aunts. Any other Chicago foods that you know you really love? Like when you go home to Chicago, is there anywhere you go? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a bunch of places for sure. But um, I will say that, like, I think an unheralded Chicago food is Italian beef. Hmm. It's really really delicious. It's kind of it's it owes something to like the French dip actually. Okay, sure. Um, it's like you know thinly sliced beef on like a like a, a hoagie or like a hero roll with like jardinera peppers, um, and then it has like a and you dip it in gravy or it comes with gravy on it, um, which it just doesn't seem to be. I, don't, I haven't been able to find it like anywhere else. Whereas like you can find like Chicago style pizza or sure. Chicago style this or that or right. You know, um, but for some reason that has not made it out of made it out of Chicago. So mm. I try to I try to. Eat. I mean, it's like indigestion city, but sure, it's I mean, delicious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds so. I, I end up in Chicago a couple times a year, and often it's around St. Patrick's Day. So I feel like that actually would be like the perfect, you know, March eighteenth yeah. food, given what I've seen Definitely. the way that Chicago parties for yeah. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes, very much so. Dying very river so. green and all yeah, that, yes. all that stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I do love Chicago because I feel like much like New York, Chicago is a is a city that has a great public transportation system. That's true. I mean, the MTA has been having problems, and you know, <laughs> yeah. But that said, that you can get to a large part of the city. You absolutely on public can. transit, yes. which is not true of a lot of other big cities. Yeah, that's true. That's very. It's a good point. So yeah. I definitely, I feel, I feel like, you know, Chicago is another big city, not the second city. Why thank you. Yes, I as a as a Chicagoan, you know, at heart lifelong Chicagoan, I appreciate that. Um, we're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor Emmy Cheese, some great Swiss cheese here on Heritage Radio, and when we come back, we're going to really we're going to dig into the politics. Excellent. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. 
Since the early 1900s, Emmy has been a passionate supporter of farmers, cheesemakers, and family tradition. They believe in sustainable agriculture and respect for the people, land, and animals that make their business possible. Remaining dedicated to tradition, they strive to lead the industry in innovation, ensuring they bring you only the highest quality, best-tasting cheese from Switzerland. Emmy is best known for importing more than 80% of the Swiss Gruyere into the United States, but that's not to overshadow their other specialty cheeses, including Kaltbach cave-aged cheeses, Der Scharfe Max, Appenzeller, Tete de Moin, and traditional Emmentaler. For more information, visit emmyusa.com. Welcome back to Feast Your Ears. I'm Harry Rosenblum, and if you're just joining us, uh, today my guest is Marta Kirsten Walliver, um, and we're having a good time talking about Chicago before the break, uh, and a couple of other things, but I really what I wanted to get to um, is that she, along with the Downtown Women for Change group, which started after uh, what will probably go down in history as one of the most difficult days in uh, American history back in 2016, yeah. has started a, um, a essentially a, a lunch delivery service yeah. called Fund Her um, that I'm lucky enough I'm going to be cooking one of the lunches uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so, Marta, why don't you tell us about Fund Her? What is it? Um, well, so it started off, um, well, I should say, okay. It is a way of raising money for female political candidates, right. progressive female political candidates. Um where we are kind of combining uh, a relatively small lift on the part of um, somebody like a chef with a relatively small donation on the part of the the person who's going to eat the lunch. So their lunches are $15. Um, I think, you know, we've all been on the receiving end of the fundraising emails that sound super dire and super horrifying. And, um, you know, I, I I was trying to think of, like, a way to make it feel like restorative and regenerative to donate because, you know, you do want to do it, but at a certain point you're like, Oh God, like I just can't, right. I mean, even, even $5 here and $3 there, it's like, it just chips away at your soul, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think, so I was trying to think of a way that, you know, to, to, and specifically for women candidates, because, um, I had been reading a bunch of really depressing statistics about how difficult it is for women candidates to raise money compared comparatively to male candidates. Um, and so, uh, you know, at this point we're not raising, you know, huge sums of money, but, um, the goal was to see whether it was a viable idea and then, you know, whether that could grow and grow and grow from there. Sure. I mean, it, it, it seems like, I mean, so, so people pay, they pay $15 and a portion of that goes to a female candidate that you've identified. Right. Does that last for a specific time period? Yes. So we pick a different one each month. Okay. Um, and that is not, that's, you know, like everything, it's kind of, we're throwing things against the wall at this point and seeing what sticks, but a month has been it's good so far because we're doing, you know, every Monday we, we have a different chef, um, prepare 20 lunches. And so, um, you know, there, it feels like it's like a manageable thing for the the chefs to do. It's not like, and now please donate your time to prepare 150 lunches. Um, and then, you know, the, and then after the cover, um, the cost of ingredients are covered, uh, everything goes to the candidate that we've identified. So, and we have, you know, information about that candidate on the website. Um, we've really been focused on, New York state uh, and local politics at this point, because um, I think something, a really, really big point that was like brought home to me um, 
in the last two years was how important local politics are um, and how we get so, I think this is something that the left has sort of specifically struggled with in the last, I don't know, maybe in the 2000s, let's say, um, is like really focusing on, you know, federal politics and um, at the highest level. And and really it's like it all starts in your backyard. Um, And that's where people... You know, that's where the people who will eventually be at the federal level are getting their start. Uh, so you really want to make sure that those are the people that you want representing you and that you feel encouraged by and, and like they'll really be your voice. Well, and, and this represents a real grassroots way to right. support those things. Yes, and so, exactly. I mean, are are there... Are there any other places where this is being implemented? I assume that I assume that that's the the future. That of is, Fire, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, so I'm working on um, a template essentially that I could, you know, basically, we could sort of it could be like a little tree sprouting off from the you know the current website where you know it could just be like this is fund her California, this is fund yeah. her Iowa, this is fund her Illinois, um, and and not just um, other places but also other other things, right, besides just lunch. Um, so actually, next month, we're going to have our first funder yoga class where nice. a yoga teacher is donating her time. Um, so, uh, you know, the goal was to kind of find things that people are already paying for. And, of course, many people just make their own lunch or buy, or, you know, don't, yeah. buy, don't buy lunch. But many, many people do buy lunch. Um, and many people pay money to go work out right. or, you know, to go see a show or something like that. So eventually, you know, the idea would be like, would there be like a, you know, a, a musical group or something that would donate, um, would perform like a, you know, a concert or a, yeah. a comedian or something like that. Um, so that's kind of the, the idea eventually. I, th- I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great platform. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, I know my mother who's no longer alive would be, if, if she's looking down or looking up, she always said she wasn't <laughs> sure which way she was going to be going, uh, but she would really like it. Uh, and, and I think would really appreciate it and would, and would think it's a wonderful way to, really engage. I mean, she was very progressive. She was part of the consciousness raising movement in the seventies and, uh, you know, was very politically active and, you know, I think would think that this is a really great way to move forward. I mean, we, you know, we're, we're in a day and age where there's a huge surge in female candidates, which is amazing, but it also seems like it took us a really long time yeah. <laughs> to get here. I mean, I'm glad we're here now. Right, right. Um, but, you if know. There's a silver lining. <laughs> yes. But, yes. Um, but you know, growing up, it definitely it definitely felt like this should have come a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I sort of, I, th- I kind of think that, you know, the road to progress is like a, is sort of peaks and valleys or, you know, it's, it's like some, there's some moments in which things really speed up and then yep. other moments where you're sort of like lying fallow. And it, it feels like we probably were doing that for quite a while. Yep. Um, and so again, if there's a silver lining to yep. November, 2016, it's that I think that the, the, you know, the energy and the momentum and the, I mean, the anger in a lot of ways. Sure. Right. Um, but, but that, but channeling that anger into something useful and productive. Yep. So yeah. yeah, I mean that. That said, I'm glad my mom was already dead by the time that happened. <laughs> yep. I think, you know, I think the 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 opportunity and then not having Hillary win would probably have done her in, unfortunately. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, but this is a this is a great way forward. So, um, you know, essentially, if people want to find out more about it, um, they can find out. 
more at fundhercampaign.com. Yes, right? exactly. That's yep. Sorry, I wanted to make sure I got the website yeah, yeah, correct. Yep, um, and in October, I will be cooking uh, lunch uh, Super for 20 people. For that. So yeah. uh, if anybody wants to eat, I'm going to make some onigiri and some pickles uh, and some curry. Yeah, I saw uh, that just, menu today yeah, and I was like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I figured it should be something something interesting and, and healthy, but I, I, I love the idea behind it and I, I look forward to seeing kind of where it goes next because um, I had of course been thinking about it in terms of food yeah. with my background yes, and definitely. thinking about how many what other things can you do yeah. and can you end up with you know consumer packaged goods companies saying you know we're going to make a specific pickle Absolutely. or a specific jam or a specific spread that is part of this yeah campaign. yeah well I mean I think I, I mean we would love you know for something like that to for it to, to take that direction um you know, in terms of um, the food portion of it, I was hoping that, you know, as it's kind of like growing and incrementally that, um, you know, it would be instead of just one chef preparing 20 lunches once a week, that it'd be like maybe two chefs, you know, each preparing 20 lunches once a week, or like, instead of it just being on Mondays, maybe we have one chef do Mondays, or one chef do, you know, take a slot on a Monday, and one chef take a, sh- a slot on a Wednesday. And so then, you know, you can order multiple times a week, and, um, or, you know, if there's multiple people who want to cook on Mondays, then, you know, who's ever, whichever menu appeals to you the most, like that type of thing. So that's, that's definitely the, the goal in the near term is to kind of expand it from 20 lunches a week to 40 to 60 to 80 without, without, um, expanding the, the, uh, the workload of any one particular right. <laughs> chef. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the 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 opportunity is there. I yes. think um, and yeah. it's huge, and and the opportunity to expand cross country, I think, is it's super exciting. Yeah, um, I think it's I think it's really it's going to be great. Um, I wanted to go back to kind of you know some food food discussion. Yeah. Um, I asked about your pet peeve, which I ask everyone who comes on the show, um, and I I agree with you uh, that I don't like it when things are too sweet. I have a very savory palate. Yep. Personally, yep. Um, and often people will make things way too sweet. When so they sweet. Cook them. Salad dressing is yeah. like the biggest thing for me. <laughs> I I just don't understand why people want sweet salad dressing. But yeah, really anything that I mean, yes, vinegary over sweet every time. And you so. mentioned cabbage, which was funny because I recently had some cabbage that was really sweet and I didn't like it. And yeah. I usually love braised cabbage. I love. I mean, braised red cabbage. I think is like uh, that's like maybe in my top ten favorite foods. But I very rarely out at a restaurant find a braised red cabbage that I enjoy because it's always super duper sweet. It's like people think like, oh, nobody likes the taste of cabbage. We're going to make the, make cabbage taste like sugar. Then people will like it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to taste cabbage and vinegar, I guess. Cabbage and vinegar. So you live in Manhattan, but you also spend some time in the Rockaways. Yes. Right? Yeah. We bought a place in the Rockaways in 2012. Oh, right. Three months before. Right before Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But we were very lucky. We didn't get any water in. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was quite a harrowing moment but I mean, talk, all... talk about a place where politics play in oh my goodness yes yes very much so and it's very very personal you yeah. know so it's uh yeah there's a actually i don't know if you've seen I, I think there's like it's maybe like a performance art thing that's happening in multiple places around the city but you know those big construction signs mm-hmm. um that say you know normally like left lane closed or whatever yeah. you know uh somebody has like rented out a bunch and stationed them around the city to say stuff about climate change. Oh, I haven't seen it. So there's like, you know, and it flashes different messages, like no icebergs ahead, um, like 50 million climate refugees, like the new colonialism. 
And one of the places that they put one is on the boardwalk in the Rockaways, which oh, I wow. thought was very interesting because, I mean, it's, you know, it's just, it's the ocean is right there. It's yeah. very top of mind for people. So, yeah. and I mean, everyone has their very strong viewpoint on what should be done and, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, uh, immediate there. Yeah. And so do you go there? Are you there like every weekend? Do you, are you there during the week? I mean, one of the things I've always found interesting about the Rockaways, and I mean, I know some people who live there full time. I know people who like you have a place in the city and a place in Rockaway and sort of commute back and forth. We have been spending a lot of time going kind of much further afield. My in-laws are all in Rhode Island. So we spent a lot of time sort of moving, going towards New England. Um, I visited friends recently who have a place in the Hudson Valley, but they go there every weekend, I mean, yeah. every, every, every weekend. Yeah. They banned their children from doing weekend sports because they <laughs> wow. were like, we are going up there every weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm interested, you know, you have a place where you could just live and take the subway to Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. And we we actually did that this summer because we, we were moving. Um, and so, uh, and and we wanted to renovate our, our new place. And, um, it, and that was just a whole other process and taking quite a while. Um, but we, we all, we knew that we weren't going to be able to move into it right away. Sure. So, um, and because, you know, we just had a, a baby, uh, we figured it would just be easier to live in the Rockaways full time. And for the summer, like you can't, who, who doesn't want to do that anyway? Right. So, um, well, and, and I think it's a great thing for your daughter to be in a situation of seeing these different neighborhoods, right? Yeah, I mean, we absolutely. get, we get so, I mean, you know, my kids now go to school three blocks from our apartment. Yeah. And yeah. so theoretically we could completely exist in a yeah. tiny little neighborhood. Right. 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 And the great thing about the city is having exposure and seeing different things 100%. and seeing different places and different cultures and yep. different people all the time. And so I think the, the ability to have that, but both of those places happening to be in the five boroughs is really neat. Yeah, it totally is. And I mean, the, um, I mean, the ferry service has just also like transformed like the, the experience of getting out there. I mean, it's so, it's not faster, obviously, sure. but I mean, the, just quality of life wise, like taking a boat ride for the same price as the subway yeah. and being, being not only being, you know, above ground, but on the water. Yeah. I mean, it's like awesome. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, generation, yeah. Generations of New Yorkers kind of, we, we like moved away from the water, yeah, right? Yeah. Sort of like yeah. stopped using it, even though people right. used to use it all the time. Yeah. And I think that the movement back towards using it more has been really like an excellent choice because it's just a hundred percent more pleasant than, than being underground, especially, <laughs> you know, especially in the summer when yeah. it's, you know, when it's beautiful outside, but I, honestly, I'll take it even in the winter, even with like some rolling waves or whatever, it can get a little, get a little stormy out there, yeah, but, but it's, but it's still, but you know what, it's still, still preferable in my mind. Awesome. Um, well, I want to make sure that everybody checks out uh, forkmonkey.com as well. Uh, and as previously mentioned, fundhercampaign.com. Um, and you can find at forkmonkeyclub on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And is Funder on there as well? Funder is on Instagram okay. now. Um, we just started their so- that social media. So it's at fund underscore her. Rad. Um, other events coming up, anything coming up in the next, uh, you know, in, in the near future that people should be on the lookout for related to Funder? Um, I assume as soon as you get on the site, people can sign up to, yeah. to sign yep. up for lunches, right? Yep. To buy them? Yeah. The, um, so our next lunch um, is uh, obviously the, a week from today, um, October 1st. And um, 
That is our final lunch for Kathleen Cleary, who is running in um, out on Long Island against the leader of the state Senate Republicans. So right. it would be a real coup um, for her. To we we're very excited to be supporting her. Um, and then in October, we're going to switch candidates to um, Jen Lunsford, who is running um, near Rochester um, in a seat that uh, uh, her opponent ran unopposed last time. And um, I believe her that her entire district is in an area that Hillary Clinton carried by like 16 points. So really, there should be a really, that should be a really good opportunity. So um, yeah, so October 1st uh, is the last one for Kathleen. And then and then every Monday and the rest of October will be uh, further lunches. Um, and then DWC has a, a big, um, their big kind of fall event is happening this Thursday, September 27th at the Lower East Side Girls Club. And Funder will be supplying the food for that event. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for making time today. I'm so thank glad you're you able to come me. into the studio and join me. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Feast Your Ears today. You can find Feast Your Ears as well as lots of other great shows at heritageradionetwork.org on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please take a moment to rate and review the show, and please reach out. If you have any questions, you can reach me via email, harry at thebrooklynkitchen.com, and you can follow me on Instagram at thefoodballer. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.